1. Hello and welcome to Everything In Between. We're your hosts, Sam and Siobhan. Thanks for joining us. If you listened to us last week, we are going to be catching you up on how that trip actually went with Sam and I and her kids to Disneyland in California. So I will go first since I am on the other side of all the things that you thought were going to happen. I thought the trip turned out wonderful. I think you were over worried. I think, yeah, I had a good time. I think you guys had a good time. The kids seemed pleased. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't do anything crazy. <laughs> like, but I already knew that going into it. You know, like they're older kids. It's not like they're little people um, that need constant supervision. So I thought it was good. I thought we had fun. I enjoyed myself. Mm-hmm. What did you yes, think? I give did myself it- an 8 out of 10. Eight, eight, oh. 8.5. So I give myself. Okay. Give myself, on my parenting skills, I give myself 8.5 out of 10. I feel like I I just, I, I almost lost it a couple of times, but I was able to bring it back. Like I was able to like just take a minute, not say anything, and just try to warm back up to, the, you know, having fun at Disneyland. Um, <laughs> specifically... <laughs> after michael did the thing in the star wars oh that was gone y'all y'all my son i'm telling you he's a whole mess like can you siobhan you can honestly say i put more effort like into telling michael cut it out than i do my my daughter because she's just kind of like watching the whole thing play out this is crazy but um, but i think he's i think he's on the right track you know like i think the things that he does are just like any typical kid you know they're kids like Mm -hmm. they're gonna do stuff they're gonna get into stuff and that's just what they do you know he could be doing something really terrible like he could be like graffitiing the walls and like busting (laughs) things up and like cursing you out you know so it's there's always like the side like i feel like and again I'm saying this as a child-free person. So Sam did mention, like, when it is your kid, what did she, she said something? And I was like, okay, I can see that. Like, I think it was at breakfast, and you were, like, explaining, like, you, let me try and think. Something along the lines I of, and I'm sure once I say it, you'll be like, yeah, like how you want your kids to act right because you don't want anyone to say anything bad about your kids but you don't care what anybody thinks about you and your parenting and I was like I get that because like these are my Mm -hmm. kids these are like my very precious jewels don't touch them say and think whatever you want about me Mm -hmm. but if you talk about my kids I'm gonna have to cut Mm -hmm. you so I was like I definitely get that but honestly so you be trying to do stuff like proactive like don't do that because if somebody say something I'm gonna have to go after him so let's not put mom in the situation (laughs) But like it's going to be think, a situation. <laughs> I think it was really good. Look, and I just feel like everyone that's listened to the episode is like, oh my gosh, what are kids doing? There was no dancing. There was no like random singing. <laughs> like the kids were so fine. Like, honestly, I must have said several times, like your kids are going to go home and be like, mom, your friend is way too hyper because <laughs> I was so excited. And so like, look at this and look at that and let's do this. And her kids, like, honestly... Are like little adults they're like very like okay we're gonna go over here we're gonna sit down we're gonna do this <laughs> like they're just very together but listening to the podcast you would have thought we were gonna be like <laughs> on this whirlwind you know kid adventure and it was never like that so well, no I and, and i knew that they wouldn't be i knew that they wouldn't be it's just kind of like the like you're saying like when they're your kids you kind of know where it could go you know mm-hmm. so you're kind of yeah. always like don't do it 
don't do it. And I kept saying, like, I had like mess, like full speeches for every event, and, like, don't embarrass me. Like, you know, those are things. <laughs> but I also think, like, for me as an individual, I also hold myself, like, I really do hold myself and I think my family to a pretty high degree. Like, we're going to be on it. Like, you know, and I don't like to bring in race a lot when it comes to um, opportunities in life. But I mean, let's say this is just fact. Being black children, they're going to have it a lot harder, you know, um, in life. And so for me, when I as I'm raising them, I'm always thinking like you need to assimilate. You need to be ready to go into society, you know, be the best you can. You need to start off with that spirit of excellence, you know, like you because I know for me, even like now, I can do the best job ever and someone else can do a mediocre job and I feel like they get more accolades. Is it because I'm black? I don't know, you know, subconsciously, unconsciously. I don't know what that is, but there is definitely an obvious element. I mean, statistically, it's shown that black people get paid less. Women get paid less. Black women get paid even less, you know, so I'm just kind of always thinking in my mind, like, I don't want them to have to struggle through, um, getting through the politics of life because they're, you know, because I didn't do a good job putting them in a right position. You know what I mean? I do. I agree. And I disagree. So when you said a spirit of excellence, what came to my mind right away, and I know you probably didn't see this movie, but maybe some of our listeners did. There was a movie that came out a few months ago called Queen and Slim. And it's funny because the woman in there, she was black, obviously, and she was a lawyer. And obviously the guy that's in the movie is also black. But she said, I want to do everything in a spirit of excellence. You know, like she was just saying basically what you're saying. And the guy was like, why is it as black people, do we always have to do everything in a spirit of excellence? That was like the gist of it. And they had like a whole conversation around it. And I get it because what you're saying is true. But I also feel like sometimes, not even sometimes, like that's not fair. Like this is freaking Disneyland. If you want to run around and get excited, I want my children to experience that just like every other kid. And I don't think it's fair that we have to be like making sure that our kids are like calmed down or not making a fool of themselves or doing anything because we don't want people to automatically um, label them. What's wrong with those black kids? Look at those black people. They're always so loud and so rowdy. No, I paid my money to get in here and my kids are going to run around and enjoy everything and hop and get just excited as the next kid because we're in here to have a good time too, you know? So it's like, I definitely feel torn with that because you do. It's, we see it, you know, we see it all the time and it's just like, it's not fair that our kids always have to be on, you know? Well, that I agree because when they were younger, like when they were younger, they did all those things. Like when they were younger, I told you they would go running around having fun and people loved it because it's a difference, I think, too, like in how the child behaves. You know, like my most kids have that very innocent, bubbly, giggly. I mean, you have to be really hard of a person to just not enjoy the sound of laughter from a child. So when they were little, they did all that stuff. They laughed and they played and they giggled and they booed, but they're 13 now. So now it's kind of like, okay, have fun, but have fun in moderation. Cause you know, I only have five more years before they're out of my, you know, they're grownups. So I'm at that point and at that stage and the twins are at that stage now, I think where we need to learn how to behave in public. 
So you can have fun, but you need to have fun in a way where it is the right, um, it is age appropriate. So that's what I think you saw. And that's what I've been working on with them forever. Just being age appropriate and appropriate in um, the settings of where you are. So they had a ton of fun. I was making a joke about you today at work. Actually, Siobhan, I was telling my um, co-worker, I was like, <laughs> you know, me and the twins are kind of at a two. Like we don't really get super excited about much. Right. And if we do get excited, it's on the inside. And you kept saying, everyone having fun? And we were like, yeah, we're having a blast. And our our faces were like just Y'all, the same as if we were reading a book. <laughs> I felt like I needed to check in. Like, I think you can tell from listening to the podcast now. Um, and just like you can kind of have a feel of our personalities. First of all, and I think I said this a million times in the other podcast, I love Disney. Disneyland, Disney World. Give me all of the things because I love Disney. And we went to the San Diego Zoo. I've been to California. This is my third trip. And I was really looking forward to going to the zoo. And I was over the moon excited because this zoo, unlike the Bronx Zoo, actually had high quality animals. I was so excited to see these animals. And Sam and the kids are just like, yeah, this is nice. And I was like, are you having fun? Like, what can we do to make y'all happy? Like, what do you want to see? Where do you want to go? And they were like, we are happy. But you can even hear, like, you hear the happiness in my voice like I'm happy about it I came home I put up my picture from our little like zoo trip loved it telling the whole family they were just like yes we're having a real nice time and that's what Sam said she was like we're happy on the inside and I was like okay it's like okay they're happy because I was just concerned you know I'm like you know we're adults we've can come and go whenever we want I just wanted to make sure that the kids had a good magical time you know um and so just checking in with them and they said they were happy. So I had to take them at their word. <laughs> yeah, we had a blast. But we just had keep a it at it too. Like blast. that's just how they've been raised. Like just you don't need to like to show to be happy does not mean you have to yell, scream, shout. You know what I mean? Like you can be happy and be civil. Because like I said, like when they were kids, when they were babies, when they were five, when they were six, when they were even 10, they they did all those things. But as they grow older, you know, and you'll see Siobhan, and I'm sure you know already, but when your kids, you know, when you have a kid and it, you realize, oh my gosh, it, I'm responsible for shaping this child's whole future. It's a big responsibility, you know? So yeah, I guess I like, mean, cause we, I'm not loud. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think you can be happy, but everybody has different ways that they emote and different things that they get excited. Um, because I definitely think it's okay like to be older and to be excited about something. You don't have to be at a two. I mean, they could bring it up to a five. No, no. Five's I need okay, a two. No, no, no. They're okay at a two because this is a two household. <laughs> we are the way we were raised and they were raised at a two. So this is a two household. They can't just turn it back on and turn it off. You know what I mean? So they were just raised that way. This is just how we, we use our inside voices. And sometimes it was because of our living situation. Like if you live in an apartment building, you have right, to be quiet. Right. Um, so it, it was just, a, it's just, we, I think, had one house in the four, 13 years they've been alive. We've stayed in one house. Otherwise, it's been apartment buildings. So you always want right. to be respectful. And I've always been like, hey, we need to be respectful to our, you know, because th- those walls are never ever like tell me about it (laughs) 
yeah so like <laughs> tell me about so we, it so we kind of like okay let's be quiet let's not be too loud and you know so we've always been conscious about that because i'm always talking about you know respecting people around you like would you like to be loud and crying at three o'clock in the morning they don't either nor do i and you know so we've always kind of had the idea of respecting our the people around us and making sure we're being quiet and we're playing nicely so that we're not you know causing trouble for people because I never wanted I know me I can be sassy and I don't want to come to the point especially when it comes down to my kids so I'm always trying to do things to not put me in a situation where I become a situation you know what I'm saying so I'm like mm-hmm, I don't want for sure telling me that my kids are too loud because I'm gonna say something and I don't want to say something I want to you know not go to jail this week so I'm always right. you know trying to mitigate those issues so that we can be you know have a respectful household to those around us so that's another piece of why they're kind of like that because I'm always I've, they've always been raised to say hey respect the people you can't be this loud don't be this loud don't be right this don't loud. stomp or on the floor or anything like that don't stomp on the floor or things like that so they have certain times of the day where they can play and I try to make sure it's consistent so that you know my neighbors around me know like this is their playtime. even now at 13 mm-hmm. when they're doing their instruments they do it every Saturday at three o'clock so that my neighbors downstairs who have smaller children can know mm-hmm. when to nap them you know right mm-hmm. like you know at three o'clock the twins are going to start their instruments so they usually don't nap their kids so they know you know what I mean so we kind yeah. of try to make sure that we're being respectful for them and then like likewise with my neighbor across from me I try to make sure we're walking our dogs at different times so we just kind of try to be that family and I may be oversensitive to that but then again I'm also oversensitive to the fact that we are like one of the three black families in this entire complex you know and sometimes Mm -hmm. I feel like as a black individual and a black family we almost are like the representation of black people in the lives of the people that we you know what I mean it's like that's a whole other episode (laughs) girl I know so I'm trying to get you know what I mean like how what we do and how we behave and and how we interact with people and how we use our words it's like this may be the only um, touch point that they have with African Americans or black people so we want to make sure we're representing our culture correctly you know and we're doing the right things to give dispel some of those myths and that's a lot of responsibility but Michael and Michelle don't necessarily see it that way because they were just raised to be respectful they were raised to do that but when I was raising them those were the things that I was thinking about and so when we go in public I realize most of the time we're usually one of few black people in the places we go. Like even with Disneyland, there wasn't a lot of black people there. So we are pretty much the representation of our culture with some of those folks, you know, mm-hmm. um, when, we, when we have those interactions. So we want to make sure for me, at least this is a big passion for me is to try to dispel those myths before they even come out because my kids have always been in predominantly white situations they don't really see color but they don't see it because we don't we don't talk about it but I know in the back of my head like the reason why they're that way is because I'm constantly thinking like you have to we have to try to do things to get rid of those myths get rid of those stereotypes before they even form and I know it's like I'm a big energy person and I feel like the twins energy is very respectful very you know what I mean 
it's hard to hate them it's hard to not like them i think though like i've always lived my life like that as well but i think i had a learning lesson when i was mm, this was maybe maybe i was like 30 or like 29 i'm very like quiet i keep to myself i don't cause any problems i mind my business if you've listened to the earlier podcast i'm the woman that says okay i'm just gonna go to things at the office because i don't want to come across as the black woman that's not participating (laughs) even though i really don't want to don't have the time like i'm that person i had a job and it was interesting because it wasn't the white people that said this about me it was the black people that said this about me um another black woman got hired and when she got hired they told her she was going to be hired to be my boss they never told me this they were like we're going to hire this girl we're going to bring her in you're going to train her so i'm like okay fine whatever i'm going to train somebody we ended up getting to know each other and we got along really well and it was one of those crazy jobs where everybody's in the trenches you're getting there at eight o'clock you're leaving at eight eight thirty like you're putting in the time and she was like you know what they said that you were angry and that you were like um what was the word I, I don't remember what the other word was to be 100% honest but angry always stayed with me and I was like see it doesn't matter because I'm not an angry person I've never come across like I would never do anything to anybody to make them say like oh she's an angry black woman but I'm 5'10 so I think sometimes just my physical presence in a place people already put things on me and it was like wow I'm doing all of this killing myself for you my face is swelling up from stress but I'm coming across as an angry black woman she's like when I met you and I started working with you she was like I started to know something was up because she's like that's not like you at all you know so it's hard again we are always trying to be the best be excellent show this of ourselves but people are gonna think what they're gonna think about us simply because of the color of our skin and there's really not too much we can do about it and the unfortunate part for me with that experience was it was a black man that had said this about me to somebody else you know but was always very nice and kind to me to my face that I would have never thought that that's what he was getting from me sometimes we are we as a culture our own worst enemy you know yeah real talk that was my first experience with that Mm -hmm. but I for me you know I can say growing up and you likewise have this similar um I think raising you were raised kind of like me where I was raised in predominantly white setting I was always that token black as well just like my kids are (laughs) just like my kids are and I (laughs) and I um I, I feel like uh, it, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. The, my mannerisms mattered. My, everything mattered because I was a token black person that people wanted to let into their homes. I was the cheerleading captain. You know what I mean? So it was like, no, 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 yeah. she's fine. You know, and I was I'm I'm kind of torn on, you know, should I be OK with being the token black person? But it's like, well, if I am going to be the representation of black people in your life, then that makes me happy that you're getting exposed to the reality right. of what most black people are. We're not out here gang banging and prostitute, whatever the stereotypes are. Right. You know, exactly. Uh, we, we, we're not out here like that, but that's what they see on TV. And they don't, you know, in the circles that I was a part of and still am, they don't, they don't have a need to go into more diverse populations. So, you know, it's pretty cool to be that person. So when, as I'm raising Michael and Michelle, who are growing up the same way I did, predominantly white situations, um, they have, you know, I'm, I'm raising them with that idea that, you know, you're going to be the representation and we want to make a good representation of our culture. And not only that, when you're in public, you know, when we were in New York, 
um, Siobhan, and they had that group of kids that was at the high school. Remember, we, what were we doing? Taking the ferry? We, girl, we went to the Statue yeah. of Liberty. <laughs> we yeah. were on the ferry to the Statue of Liberty, and we both had the same thought. We had the same exact thought, and we were like, see, yes. when the kids, this is to your point about why you don't want yeah. your kids acting up. These kids, they were black and Latino kids on a school mm-hmm. trip, mm-hmm. and they were they were being kids to the extreme running around loud Mm -hmm. pushing Mm -hmm. hanging off of each Mm -hmm. other just like being like sam said like if they were 10 9 8 fine but these were big kids i want to say they were maybe even like a grade level above your kids like 14 15 um maybe the same grade maybe the same grade i don't i mean they looked like big kids but they were just poorly behaved and we were like see this is what happens now all these white people that are here as well are gonna see all these black Mm -hmm. kids they're gonna be like look at them see they don't know how to be quiet they don't know how to behave they're hanging off of everything just Mm -hmm. causing a scene cutting people in line Mm -hmm. and it was like they're kids but it's just like when you look at that you're like kids let's you know let's carry ourselves a little bit different let's keep the voice Mm -hmm. level down let's you know follow the directions of the people that Mm -hmm. are leading you on your trip wherever you're going and it's like mm-hmm. but see, it just breaks your heart because it does it breaks your heart because you just but see those that mannerism is something that you have to be ingrained and taught um so that's why michael and michelle and that's why i harp on them all the time you are who you are no matter where you are so that's why when we went to disneyland when we went to san diego they were calm and relaxed because that's who they need to be everywhere when i'm not around because you can't make them hey be have fun now take it back you have to be consistent you know what i mean so like that when they're out and i'm not there they are who they're supposed to be like i'm very firm on that like you need to be this person a hundred percent you need to buy into this person because this is the person that you need to be when i'm here and this is the person you need to be when i'm not here and so far uh, michael you know he has his his goofiness but He's not, he, you know, he'll listen to you and he'll do those things. He w- you would not catch my, my two kids, you know, uh, misbehaving in the way that those kids were. You know what I mean? But and I that's think, because of but, the way. And I think that's the difference, though. Like, I think it's okay. Like, those kids were being rowdy versus I'm at Disneyland. I'm having way. fun um, and being good. Like, but I think it's also important to know your setting. You know what I mean? Like... If they yeah. were out somewhere where it was more open space, fine. But like we are in trying to get into a small, like little fairy situation, pipe down right, while we're right. all here on this line or while we're on this small boat. And when you get out and there's more space, mm-hmm. if you want to act up a little bit more, fine. Your kids do that. Um, but it's just, I don't know. I think in well, Disney, we have it's fun. Okay. We just have fun in our own way. Like that's just how we are. That's kind of like you and you know, you and your mom are very much alike. So just like you guys are like, my kids are like me. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You're going to be like so. your parents and the people that are raising mm-hmm. you. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that's but we had a good time. Anybody. It was all on the inside. It was all on the inside. And I, <laughs> and I like to say <laughs> we were, we were like wild animals. You didn't even see it. You couldn't even tell. You're we like wild animals all on the inside. Though. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it doesn't have to be wild. Like, just because you're happy and excited no, and no, you're no, smiling, that doesn't mean that joking. you're like wild, you know, like they can still yeah. be respectful and reserved and like, you know, be excited. Let's have this conversation in 13 years. 
<laughs> we can. I will still feel the same way. Like, I would want, like, if my kids are going to somewhere to Disneyland for the first time, I definitely would want them to be excited. Y'all, if we're still <laughs> on the air at 13, somebody remind me to say to her when she says, girl. I'm like, girl, remember when you said, though? Remember when you said? Because it's a whole different deal when it's your child. Let me tell you. It's Absolutely. But I think deal. I can stand and by. Gonna, like, I would I would be okay. I can honestly not stand at 13. by. Um, I'm saying at 13. At 13. At 13, 10, yeah. If my eight, kids are excited seven, and they're like, mom, like, we love this. We want to go see this. We want to go do this. Let's get on this ride. I'm totally okay with that. It's freaking Disney. We did that. <laughs> We did that. We did that. Michael wanted to go here. Michelle wanted to go there. We just politely walked. And we, we did, I don't know. What did we do? We didn't do anything. I don't think we did anything wrong. We just aren't that family that's just like up and up and up and up and up. They just, we just aren't. But we had a really good time. Like the twins were so happy they went. And do you know what we did on the way home? Homework for five and a half hours. So that's just the kind of family that we are. And everyone was so happy about that. So that's, maybe we're just different. You know what I mean? Like everyone's got a different way of everything. So maybe we just have fun differently. But I think we had fun the same. Like we had the same level of fun. We just maybe showed it differently because we just have like different things. We just, you know what I mean? absolutely and that's fine if you guys had fun then that's all that matters because that's what we're trying to have when you go to places like that it's like make sure like it's the happiest place on earth like everybody should have a good time i I didn't think it was that happy of a place though me personally i was just like oh this is nice i guess i don't know so we're not going to be able to be friends if you have a bad word for (laughs) i I did not see the pill I was, you know, I was, as during the trip, I was thinking to myself, what could make me feel better about this? And I was like, alcohol. <laughs> I'm joking. Joking. Just so, no, no. But, but I don't know. I have it heard was, people say, I like, expect- some people don't like Disney. Like, there's Disney people, yeah. and then there's everybody else. I'm a Disney person. <laughs> I think you fall into the everybody else, like, because... To I me, it's like, so. it's freaking Disneyland. Like, so. ah, we're at Disney. I would be so happy if you gave me 10 books a week off of work and said, have at it. Like, I'm like, oh my God, this is the best day ever. Like, that's an amusement park for me. Um, going to the amusement park was like, oh, here, I wish I could be reading. Mm. That's how I feel. Yeah, we're just gonna like... <laughs> Just different I, folks. You saw different my daughter bought her folks. book. You saw right. my daughter bought her book to the zoo. Like we all wish we she could really be. did. They they really did bring their books to the zoo, and I was just like, okay, but if that's what they enjoy, that's what they enjoy. But I definitely had a good time. Um, we I'm did always too. down we to travel, too. go to Disney, and I thought it was a really yeah. nice zoo. So I think for me, this experience. Yeah. But again, like I said in episode one, I like kids, I like children, I like young adults. So I already knew going in that I was going to have a good time and that it was going to be fine, you know. Because again, too, it's not like your kids are like little, that they're crying and having issues or anything like that. It was a chill vacation. We had yeah, game night. We, had a we great played time. games. We have fun. It was great. We baked great. cookies. Like, it was really nice. Yeah, I agree. 100% was great. 
we had ton- we had tons of fun. You know what the most fun we had was when we were sitting up watching TV. I mean, like outside of Disney and stuff. Oh, that bookstore was the bomb.com. The bookstore was cool, and I'm really glad. Um, we made a stop over at the last bookstore. This guy I follow on Instagram went there, and he posted some really cool pictures, and I was like, I definitely want to get there. Um, that was a really nice place. So if you're ever in the Los Angeles area, go check that out. Um, it's, it's a really nice free bookstore. thing to do. Right, I think you guys loved that. I think they could have stayed there the whole week and have been <laughs> A-OK happy. <laughs> like, I like to read. I do. I enjoy reading. I don't read as much anymore. And when I tend to read, it's like um, work-related stuff, like articles and textbooks. Um, so I understand that joy of reading. Like, when you can get into a good book and you just have the time to just sit down, it is such, like, a wonderful pastime. So yeah. if you do enjoy reading, I think that is a really nice place because they have a really nice selection. They've got, like, a little small art gallery in there. It's just a nice, funky little place. Mm-hmm. Places to sit and just relax. It's really nice. It's really nice. It was. And I think the books were, so like, anyway, fairly that's... priced, right? No. They weren't. No, Mm-mm. they were expensive. Fair, because I think like they were used. Mm-hmm. So for used books to be thirty dollars, I think that's a little much. But how many books did you get for thirty dollars? You got multiple or one no, book? No, no, was like 30? the books that they wanted to get. Like Shell, remember her oh. one book was twenty dollars. We were oh. searching for the deals. Yeah. Oh, okay, and so the books that she got for like four or five dollars were mm-hmm. older books, you know? Okay. But the books like that were used and stuff like that were just it was more expensive. I don't know if it's because it's California. We didn't know, but it was like that's a little much because we can go to the Friends of the Library and get down for a dollar a book. Oh, wow. Okay. So. Okay. Anyway, so then yeah. So moving on, we're gonna do a quick. What would you do? So we we are still friends at the end of this. Um, we did make it. Our friendship has lasted through Disney. <sighs> yeah, That's her tough. kids would have had to do something real crazy for me to be like, you know what, Samantha? I just I can't talk I was, to you anymore. <laughs> I was more worried about me than I my reactions than I was the kids. I was like, oh, she's gonna see me really parent. Like, I don't think people realize, like, no, I really say these things, you know, to my kids. No, you were good. So, yeah, so I, I give myself an eight and a half out of ten. Like, I, I really did put in a good effort, you know, way to go team. So, yes. what would you do, um, Siobhan? I know your name. What would you do yes. if your neighbor... <laughs> Um, you found out your neighbors were swingers and for those so, of y'all who don't know what swingers is that means like they swing partners yes so if you are swinging that means you either um, you can go to swinger parties where there's a larger number of people to swap or you can find partners online but at some point you and your partner are switching sexual partners with another couple um, whether it's same sex or intermixed however you guys are going to get down that's what you're going to do and so when I was thinking about what I want to say about this topic I was going to be like well how would I find out that my neighbors were swingers is it that they're going to ask me to join them or did I just find out randomly that they were swingers 
Okay, so this is something that actually happened. So this is the this is the setting. So you just you're over your friend's house, and you guys are all like hanging out, barbecuing, blah blah blah. Is your neighbors? I mean, Mm -hmm. and it comes up in casual conversation, like, oh yeah, no, we're we're swingers, and you just kind of like, yeah, you just talking. Normal people both have like good jobs and everything like that and like kids and soccer and the whole nine totally came out of left field you know and it just like in conversation just yeah no we swing we have an open oh, okay marriage. so if it came so out just, like that yeah yep i would be very highly intrigued um intrigued. if it came Yes, if it came out that we were just like, you know, it's a Saturday, we're having like a barbecue, I'm over, I brought food, and then they just introduced me to the fact that they're swingers because now in this moment they want to swing with me, I'd have a problem with that. I'd be like, no, thank you. That's not how you ask somebody something like that. But if they just brought it up casually, I would definitely have questions. So I would want to be like, how do you handle that? Yes, yes, I would I would honestly be curious. I would want to know. I have questions cuz you know me. This is questions. me. If you guys <laughs> listen to the podcast, you know I just like to know. And I think number 1, I think it's different if the people are married versus if they're just dating because I feel like if you're just dating somebody, there's less involvement to if you want to walk away, right? Like if the swinging situation turns sour, if they for whatever reason realize, "Oh my gosh, this other person that we're swinging with is really my soulmate and I want to leave them you for them." I feel like if you're just dating, it's easier to do that. You still obviously have that love and the affection for that person, but you're not legally and contractually bound to that person. What happens if you're married and that happens? How do you handle jealousy? Like, I know for me, I could not I'd watch my so partner jealous. sleep with somebody else. Like, no. I just, I could not. That would, no, that wouldn't be for me. Um, so, like, how do you handle that? Like, what is the thought pattern behind that? Um you know, that you want to share that level of intimacy with somebody else. Um, and then I would want to know, how do you get into something like that? Like, how do you find somebody that also shares this lifestyle? And how do you even know that that's something that you want to try? Like, what brings that on? Right. You know? So, well, so I was listening to the Serial Killer podcast. And actually, this one is called Crime of Passion. And it's talking about a situation like this is where I got the scenario from. It's talking about this. Like it was um, a, a doctor. He was a doctor. She was like something. And um, he had more, more sexual. I don't want to say deviant, but he was he had a proclivity to do more. He was sexually liberated. Yes. And that wasn't known when the marriage started or whatever right Mm -hmm. and so then they started swinging they introduced a third and a fourth to the relationship and it was weird because the two people were brother and sister so the sister was wait hold on the people they were swinging with were a couple but also brother and sister they weren't a couple they were brother and sister so they were so brother was sleeping with the wife sister was sleeping with the husband that see to me that whole brother and sister thing just throws me off because I feel like 
and see i'm just so like taking it because my understanding of swinging is that if you're swinging like then everyone's having sex at the same time so i could not have sex in the same room that my brother was having sex in that I just seems very bizarre to so me so weird so then so then and so the sister's married to someone else he comes in so now it's five people oh wow so yeah 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 yeah. and so then now the husband was like i could go both ways in this thing i don't mind yes yeah and the wife knew nothing about all this she's like mortified she's trying it because she's trying to save her marriage you know um but Mm. she really is not into it because you know he's all like this is how it all came about he was like you're frigid he was calling her frigid and he was saying like um you're you're bad in bed and i just need i love you but i need more in bed so let's introduce these you know people Hmm. so it started off as introducing the guy and he was like i'll watch you guys do what you do you know and then i'll you know get off that way and so she did it for him and then the brother was like i don't get down like that i don't swing both ways i'm here for her i'm cool with that if you cool with that you know but my sister Mm -hmm. she can come in for you and so the guy was he was rich and he was like telling the sister who came in like look don't think of this as going to be more than what it is you know that's he was always the one who had his emotions and checked the husband like he loved his wife but he just needed more in the bedroom now the Mm -hmm. wife on the other hand who never wanted to be pulled into it but was just doing it like trying to keep her marriage alive like he was like all the way out there nudist colonies the whole thing and so she was just going with you know she was now alcoholic the whole night because she didn't want to do any of this stuff but then her and the other guy end up falling in love so now the husband found out that those two were like dating outside of the swinging you know yeah and he was pissed that's problematic yeah so now he the husband's like we're ending it with these two this people we're just going to go back to this and so then the sister is all like no but you don't even want her you know you you have a good time with me we are he's like i told you don't try to fall in love with me i have a wife and his wife was all in with this other guy who was a mm-hmm. what she thought normal lover you know mm-hmm. i don't know how you get normal lover out of someone who's like sure i'll be your third but whatever so then they all kill the guy but because this is of course is a serial killer podcast but i was like oh my gosh they kill the doctor guy or the boyfriend guy they killed the husband because they wanted to they killed the husband he wouldn't let um go of her so they killed him wow yeah so what and so he brought that on himself Well, yes. So, but what would you do if you were, you know, someone who just came into that situation? You know, I would just be like, okay, I'm going to be honest. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. Can I be honest with y'all? I would judge the hell out of them. Like, you know what? I'm judging you right now. I'm not going to give up. (laughs) The husband? You mean like your husband? I'm judging everybody. It's just like, I'm I'm judging everybody. I don't have a problem. Like, it's for me. Swinging I would be is judging. one of those. I'd be judging. But why? Like, you mean like? Because who would you be judging? Yeah, You'd be mean, judging I'm your like husband judging. or the people. I'd be judging or, like, all the of them. Like, oh, you know what? AIDS, AIDS. Okay. H. Well, I mean that is a very. Y'all need to pack all that up. 
I I don't know. I think like I'm being real. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it, y'all. I'm gonna be a hundred percent real with y'all. Like if as that happened to me, I'd be like, well, everybody get one cup. I don't want to drink out of this cup. Give me a plastic cup out. The- <laughs> I, I mean, for me and the fork. whole situation, give me a plastic fork. <laughs> I think the weirdest <laughs> thing out of the situation is that the brother and sister swing together that is very very weird to me um why are you doing anything sexual with your sibling around like that makes me uncomfortable because just like like, how how did you even come to this conversation like who was the one that went to the other sibling and said hey i'm a swinger do you want to come swing with me like that in itself is weird the doctor guy the doctor guy was all like trying to swing both ways and that guy was like i don't do that but i'll go get my sister because she might be interested kind of thing yeah see i don't i, I still just don't like that that of <laughs> the whole situation judging everybody that piece bothers me if it was my yeah, actual I situation i would also be a little bit concerned that my husband never told me that he wanted to go both ways i feel like that's something that you should tell somebody like oh i'm bisexual um i'm interested like i want to know that type of thing overall i don't have a problem with people swinging if you get down like that you get down like that but if it was me in that situation and my husband was like you're frigid i want to swing i would be like so listen this is what we have to do (laughs) i understand that you're saying that i'm frigid and I really want to work on this with you because I love you and I want to save our marriage. But this swinging is not going to be the way. Like, we need to find another way. I Well, they led just, up to the swinging. They started off with nudist colonies. That's fine did. because you don't have to. To me, like, I, I would do that as well. I would be like, okay, I'll go with you to the nudist colony, the nudist beach. You like, go to I a nudist s- colony? You do that? I'm yeah, judging you. Because it's just nakedness. You don't even We're see all- my face, but my face has a judge. I'm judging your face. <laughs> Because you can still, at least my understanding is that you can still wear your clothes. So if your husband wants to be naked and walk around, that's fine. You could still have on your bikini top and your sarong. Okay, I would do if that. I could go to a nudist colony with all guys in good shape, I would told and still wear my clothes, I'd go. <laughs> but that's the thing, too. I, I think totally with the nudist go. colony, I feel like the people, like, so I think in America, we over sexualize everything like when i went to europe for the first time on the beach they go topless there on the beach even if there's children around like and i was like oh my yeah God, there's kids here and these women don't this have on tops. Like, what's europe. going on mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and the men wear skimpy bathing suits and it's, it's not a thing and it's like okay they're all there's just bodies right and we all have right. a body so it's what you right. make of it if you don't make a big deal of it you kind of almost i don't want to say you forget because you're still maybe it's because we're americans you're like oh my god that lady's boobs are out but it's not like anybody's <laughs> staring at your boobs you know like everyone's just living their life so i think to save my marriage i would absolutely go to like a nudist colony or whatever to have like a weekend getaway um but still with the understanding that I don't want to have sex with anybody else. And I don't want my husband having sex with anybody else. Um, I just have a problem with that. Like I said, I don't like to share. And I feel like if you feel that you need to have sex with somebody else, we need to have a serious conversation and like work on what's not working out between you and I. Um, 
I feel like that's something that they should have had that conversation before they got married because they're not sexually compatible, right? Because, mm-hmm. and I guess that's the whole argument too. Like, do you have sex this before marriage? This is back marriage? in the day before, yeah. This is this happened back when you didn't have sex before. It was like, no, 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 you need to, you know. This was a long time ago. It was like the 60s because you figure they're mm-hmm. swinging, before so that. they're kind of modern. Even before oh. that. Okay. Because I just. He was a progressive person. I wouldn't swing. I would just I I wouldn't swing. I honestly after I got over judging you, um <laughs> I <laughs> I'd probably be fine with it. But I certainly I'm gonna be honest. Like I can't I don't wanna be I don't want this podcast to be all politically correct. Like, oh no, I would be fine with it because you know, America is happy and everyone can, no. Real talk, <laughs> if someone came out the blue and was like i we're swingers i'd be like what in the sam hill you know that would be my <laughs> first reaction that would be my first reaction honest to goodness then because sam is a rational person and i'm no prude so i then i would think well i guess if that's what they want to do but i'm going to be honest my first thing would be what in the sam oh what is going on over here in front of the kids you know i would be like the whole night and all this can happen in like five minutes i can go from judging you to not judging you to be okay i can go through the whole thing in five minutes but i would definitely start off there and then i would be like okay okay all right okay if that's what you want to do you're not hurting anybody you're not hurting me at the end of the Mm -hmm, day right you know you're not hurting me uh that's what you want to do that's fine that's what works for your marriage i don't know how that works but you know whatever if you're making it work um, but if you ask me to join you, I'm going to give you a hard no on that one, because <laughs> first of all, it would be for no other reason, but because I know me, like I can't be with someone like that. You know what I mean? Like, okay. I don't know how people do it. Like, how do you turn your feelings off? You sleeping with this person multiple mm-hmm. times. This is your partner and your other part. You know what I mean? Like one of y'all might right. do it better than the other. Mm-hmm. And I would want to get it the best out of the two. That's just exactly. me. So no, but this happens. This happens all the time. People get caught up in not even if they're swinging, like when people just do threesomes yeah. and you bring somebody in. I have heard on different podcasts, and like people call in and or they write letters about how you know somebody has ran off with the person that was introduced. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very hard. Feelings are very very strong, yeah. and I think when you add sex and intimacy into um that level of relationship i think you're asking for trouble and i think even more so with intimacy right because i feel like some people look at sex and they don't see anything they're just like i'm trying to get this feeling and then Mm -hmm. i'm gonna go and we don't even have to talk to each other again but Mm -hmm. i think when you get two people that are sharing intimacy and they're building trust with one another i think that's even more dangerous than just sleeping with somebody oh yeah Oh, yeah. And I think that sex, no matter how it starts, if it's constant, will lead into something. So, you know, it's just I just can't believe. Yeah, 
so anyway that's what happened she ended up falling in love with the other guy because he was a patient lover he was a normal lover so to speak he wasn't asking her to go to all these different things and push the boundaries to her sexuality so Mm -hmm. she ended up just wanting to be with him and uh i just thought what would you do if you you know what i mean if that was you i couldn't imagine i would just die this is i'm not okay i'm not going to tell you guys what to do by all means follow your religion but this is why you should have sex before marriage i'm just saying this is what i think (laughs) take it or throw it away but if you're gonna marry him know what you're getting into okay because you don't want to come home and he got four people in the house talking about what's up babe no no we didn't talk about this it's like you're frigid but you know what here's an interesting aspect what do you do now like let's say they hadn't gone far off and killed him and all that stuff like let's say these are your neighbors you hang out you guys you know have drinks or whatever every now and then and they ask you to be part of like their swinging situation and you say no do you still hang out with these people or now is this very awkward now it's awkward like you gotta prime i think it's kind of like you gotta you gotta know you gotta kind of like prime them you know soft touches or something like is she okay with that i'm gonna touch her arm she went for it and then you kind of keep going that's what i would do if i were on the other end i wouldn't like just walk right so you are married personal yeah (laughs) so i would touch yeah so if 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 you let me in your personal zone then i'm like oh she's all right with this and she's all right with that she's you know you kind of i think work into it i don't think you just like okay so after scrabble sex maybe (laughs) you know what i mean because because we go that way do you want to join us i I don't know and see that's the type of thing why i was saying that i would be intrigued because i would want to know how as a married couple do you go about doing this And like, how do you find partners and how do you not, you know, ruin relationships with people by asking them this? Or is there like a rule to swinging that you don't go within your social circle? Um, And how do you keep yourself safe if you're constantly swapping partners? Like, do people feel that condoms are enough? So much that goes into it. And I just, you know me, I need to know and I'm a worrier. So Mm -hmm. I could never be in that lifestyle because I'd be like, we need to get tested every month. Yeah. And, you know, I need to know everyone. Like, I like I just know. I'd be like, this is not going to work. I would not thrive in that situation at all. I would not thrive. And I just don't like the idea of sharing. I I feel like one person for one person at a time. Right. Um. And I'm I'm an empath. I feel everything so deeply. And yes, you do. we even ended up talking about that <laughs> on vacation. You know, I want everyone to be happy and yes. I want to sh- be sure you're okay. And I want to communicate and talk. And I think more than one person trying to have that level of communication and connectivity and intimacy with is just more than I want to handle. Mm-mm. I can't handle one person one. at a time. Right. One person at a time. Yeah. That's why I'm single now, because I'm too selfish to handle just one person. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, I got to listen to this. That's, that's how I feel. Like, you ain't tell me I got to listen to your day, my day, the kids day, everybody day. <laughs> I don't think I want to sign up for that. I already got two people I got to listen to. And Lord knows, as soon as I get in the house, I'm hearing about the alphabet and everybody else. Jesus. Mm anyways that's a good what would you do like so my my overall goals first thing 
to be honest and y'all out there cannot play me y'all know that y'all would be out here doing it too the first thing every i'm sorry i don't if you don't judge somebody first then you not you living a lie because you know that's the first thing someone <laughs> say you're not gonna just be like oh i accept this no the first thing is like wait what you know what i mean like so and you gonna look at him yeah, i'll be like really tell me yeah. more well, see, I and I would be like, if someone asked me if I want to swing with them, I'd be like, wait, hold it, wait a second, hold on. I would be, wait, wait, wait. I'd be thrown off, and then I'd be disgusted Absolutely. a little bit, and then I would come back and be like, but you know what, this is their life. But I would go through all those emotions. You know, I think that people who be like, no, I'm gonna be fine with it right away, they're kind of living a lie because you wouldn't be fine with it right away unless you're already a part of that community. You know what I mean? Like if you're a heterosexual person who's never even thought about swinging before, someone comes and says, let's do this. I'm sorry, you're gonna be taken aback. So yeah, you, I right? think I so. She said she's gonna be I think you're not so much taken aback by the fact that the two people are swingers because it's like that's their life. I think I would be taken aback that somebody was like, "Do I want to swing with them?" I'll be like, "Who me? You, Siobhan? Yeah. What? <laughs> like, do what did I do that made you like, think that I want to swing with you? Yeah. yeah, you know, like I again, I would you just have questions. I always have questions. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, "No, no, I'm thank joking. you. I'm sorry." <laughs> Yeah, you're like, thanks, but no thanks. I'll pass. <laughs> it's just like, no. But I think it's cool. I think it's, um, you know, different strokes for different, different folks. folks. And I think absolutely. as long as, again, like I will say, I, I'm i just stuck on the brother and sister thing. That is just so bizarre to that me. That really happened. Th- yeah, I think that whole portion of it has me way more tripped up. Like, maybe if they were just swinging by themselves, I'd be like, mm, you know, that's a little, like, off. But the brother and sister swinging together really just throws me to the left. But I think, because I think people yeah. do swing. I think this is a common thing that oh, people do. Oh, for sure. People, people do. Yeah. Enjoy themselves. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I just don't I don't see apart. anything. You're not hurting anyone. You know, it's not hurting me. It's nothing to do with me. I personally wouldn't care i just don't do it myself you know but i'm just gonna be real like first thing i do is not gonna be like oh this is awesome that's not gonna be my first thought you know i'm just saying <laughs> so it's like what that was a good one yeah. that was yeah, a good one it was so um next week you can hear more of the same more very interesting topics that we're going to talk about. I'm glad that our friendship has made it through vacation with children because we vacation <laughs> together, but we have never vacationed with children. Um, so that's great. We are still finishing up, I think, the changeover to everything in between. So please stand by. Continue to use our old e- email, which uh, Siobhan will tell you at the end of the um, podcast what that is until we switch it over to everything in between but on facebook we are still we are now everything in between on facebook instagram i think is still coming along as well we are still under the noir professionals on instagram but we will be changing that in the very near future to everything in between so that's right so like sammy said you can comment and connect with us on facebook at everything in between and our email is currently the not noir professionals at gmail.com so thank you for listening as always and we will talk to you guys next week oh i should also say all of the information given today are my opinions and siobhan opinions and that's just what it is no facts just fun just opinions just what we think about a situation.
Sounds good. Sounds good. See you guys next week. Bye.